Welcome once again to Saturday Java with Jason. I am Jason Coffee Man. This is where we meet with guests, drink coffee, and just have a great conversation. I'm here with Roseanne Archuleta. She is a college graduate. She has a bachelor's and a master's degree. And she also runs a program called the Dream Benefit, which we're going to talk about today. She's going to tell you the purpose and how what it's structured, who is it for, the exercises you can do, all that. So I'm going to turn the time over to Roseanne for a moment and give you an introduction of who she is and what she's all about. Great. Thank you, Jason. I'm so happy to be joining you and your wonderful audience to be able to share some of my work. I have uh, been in coaching and training for many, many years, but it was in the last decade that one of my clients, and this is where the dream benefit comes from, one of my clients asked me if I could work on professional coaching, which I was already doing, but also personal goals. And I had never been asked that before. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is really good to have the whole employee come forward and work on both personal and professional goals. So what they set up was a year long program and they allowed anyone to join. And this is, this speaks to who I can work with, how I you know got into this. They asked people who were entry level, if they wanted to do it all the way up to senior executives and people in the middle. And so it was just a numbers game. They had to get in line over the course of the year. I worked with 50 people of all those levels. And then when we were done with the project, I said, I'm taking this out into the world. So this is where it came from. So, you know, you ask yourself, what is, what is this for and who's right for it? First of all, the goal is for you to bring more joy into your life. What will it take to make you happier. In the workplace, sometimes it's skill development. And then in your personal life, it could be anything. And we're gonna talk about examples of uh, various coaching that I did with people, amazing topics uh, that came forward during the year with them. But the goal of the Dream Benefit is that you have a more fulfilling, life-enriched life. That's what it's all about. No, so we ask, you know, who's it for? Let me just tell you, there's three distinct groups that I've worked with now over the years. First group is young people who aren't clear about their goals. And so they're more or less going through the motion, living their life. I call it by default. Maybe that's really not a a nice enough way to say it, but they're not being conscious about what they might want to do with themselves and the parts of them they'd like to develop. So that's the first group. And I, as I said, I had many people like that, entry level, not clear-headed. And over the 12 months, we really, really got on a path. The second group would be kind of the middle age group. They've been in a job for quite some time. A lot of them are in, I call it walking dead state because they really fell into the job, never thought. They were people living by default, tripped into a job and spent 20 years there and never really felt gratified or life enriched by doing that work. And so what we do together there, they may wanna keep the job sometimes, and I've seen that over and over again. And luckily with the client that hired me to do this, 
people didn't leave their job, but you could, you could use the dream benefit to help you transition to, into other work. I've done that now with other people on my own, which is, you know, really a wonderful experience. But anyway, what I want to say is if you're in that middle stage and you're really not enjoying your work, there's other things you can do to make your life more enriched. And that's everything from volunteer work. I had so many people get out of their heads about things they were imagining they could do to help society or, you know, help their community actually go out and start doing things. And that enriched their life. And so their work became kind of backseat to what they were doing as a volunteer, which was really healthy. Other things, people took side, started side hustles. I really don't like that phrase because I think if you're going to do a side hustle, it needs to be a business. And I think Jason and I might be talking about small business in a future episode. So I'm a big proponent of people doing their businesses strongly, but let's call it a side hustle. So over the course of the 12 months, someone who's bored and tired of the job, but they're making good money, started doing something on the side. I had one person start a photography company, started taking pictures at weddings and such, really took off, which was exciting to watch. He loved it and didn't leave his job. He could do it on the weekend. And I had three people write books and self-publish during the 12 months I was with them. They had thought about doing that, but they were so tired when they came home from their boring job, they just never did it. And with my encouragement and other people around them, they started taking action. Um, so, you know, that middle group, they can get engaged and not really leave their job if they don't want to. So I have more examples of that, but let me move on to the third group. The third group are the people heading towards retirement. Now, what are they going to do with that time? I don't know. Again, if you've been more or less living by default, your retirement could be really boring. And so we we not only started talking about areas of their uh, retirement where they could have life enrichment, but also where did they want to live? I was so surprised. I had three people have in their head where they were going to move to in their retirement, because this was going on in San Diego, which is very expensive to live in, and they wanted to sell their house and go somewhere else. Three people, all of them had looked at these towns that they had planned to move to on the internet. No one went to the town to actually see it, smell it, taste it. And through the year, all three of them went to their towns that they were visioning for retirement. One of them bought property there, rental property. So by the time they retired, they'd be in good shape there. Two of them said, I wouldn't live here if, if I were being forced to. But do you see with someone coaching you to get out of your head, to physically go and do. So those are the three categories, Jason. Um, I want to just really quick touch on that one in. last point because I kind of made two decisions. One was a really bad decision. I don't really want to get into about moving, but I moved up to New Hampshire on a whim and that was really good. I mean, New Hampshire is awesome. There's no, I mean, it's a place where everybody mostly goes to retire because it's a lot cheaper in taxes. There's no state tax, nothing like that. But, you know, if I had the opportunity to move back there, I would. That was on a whim. But what Roseanne is saying right now is go away on vacation or spend a good couple of weeks in one area before you jump in and find out the area is not what you think it is. 
especially if you're moving out there with nothing and you plan on getting a job and there's no jobs available or there is, but you have a two hour drive to get to work. So you really have to think about what you're going to do before you jump out there. Yes. Do your research. And then like we're saying, Jason, physically go before you make the move. Honestly, good point. Now, 2024 graduation is going to be coming up soon, whether it's high school graduation or they're graduating from college. So people have got to think, what are they going to do with either their diploma or the college degree? What job are they going to go into? And where are they going to work? How are they going to advance in their life? So that's where you come in would be to coaching them, getting them in line to what they're going to do. And the first job does not mean the only job you're ever going to have. You're going to have more than one job in your life. Yes. And I will say, you know, what, what I do with people, and then I'll say a little bit about my own experience related to getting my career started. I like to, yes, we know what you studied. We know what the degree is. Okay, fine. I can help you with job search and all that. I've been a recruiter in my lifetime. I can really, I can add value there, but let's back up. I want to go back in addition to what you have right now, what you worked for, what you achieved with this degree. I want to go back to when you were three years old, four years old, and you're going to say, why would I do this? There's a lot to be said for the gifts and talents you came in with, you were born with. So it's combine what you do naturally that's easy for you. See, what happens, I've seen this because I've coached so many people in this kind of dream work. If it's not super difficult, it's not valued. We live in the United States of America, and that's a generality, but it's I've seen it to be true, really true. So what I'm saying is a lot of times you have natural gifts and talents and you bury them going after things that are more difficult. So that may or may not be your case, but I've seen many people like that. So I'd be talking to you about what would you, do you remember anything about you at three? Do, would you, and a lot of people say, no, I don't really. Well, talk to your mother or father, or your siblings. Let's find out what you came in with. And then from that, let's combine that with what you have now and let's see what we can create. I have a, a wonderful story. There was a woman who came to me and she very well paid. See, this is the problem. When you get into middle life and you're very well paid, it's hard to leave the job, even if you're sick to death of it. So very well paid, but dying on the vine with this job. So uh, she actually was a bond trader. Couldn't be more boring, but that's what she was doing, but making a lot of money. Anyway, we talked about her childhood and in her family, she was from a foreign country and her parents were very interested in art. So instead of bedtime stories, they would show art pieces in a book and talk about the artist. I mean, she had an art history degree without going to college for it because of her parents. So I found out that I said, well, have you done anything with art? She says, I'm not artistic. I just appreciate art. I said, well, have you done any anything? Volunteer at a museum? Have you done anything? No, no. I shut that whole thing down. So what I ended up doing, she had an MBA. I went to do research and I found an actual job called arts management. And there's 
a job that you, depending on, you know, it's big corporations and they hire people to go find art for their headquarters, for their CEOs. And anyway, so I had her do, this is another thing for your listeners. As you're job hunting, don't be shy about doing informational interviews. What that means is you go to a place that you think might appreciate your gifts and talents and your degree and ask them. You literally say to them, show them your resume. Is this appropriate for a position here? I know you're not hiring right now. I just want feedback. So she went to Levi Strauss. This is all happened in San Francisco. And they said, are you kidding me? We have art history majors, but we don't have people with MBAs. You would be ideal if we had an opening. And she ended up getting a job at Procter & Gamble with another corporation with those degrees from bond broker over to actually going around buying buying art. I mean, I love that story. Anyway, Jason, right. here's an example. Right. And, and you know what? I love that thing about chasing dreams because I have a story. My grandfather, he had a little toy truck when he was younger. And I'm talking, my grandfather was born in like 1920. So he had this little metal truck. It was a fire truck. And he always pushed that around, you know, being three, four years old. And he said, I'm going to become a fireman when I grow up. Well, long story short, he went into World War II and worked at the fire brigade in World War II. And he came back to America that he was serving out in Germany, he came back to America and became a fireman and worked his way up and he became the fire marshal of Torrington. He said everything started with that little truck. Everything. His life went from pushing a little fire truck to driving a fire truck and figuring out what caused that fire. So even like Rosanna is saying right now, Little things like that can change because you might have forgot who you were and that can actually be your destiny. That's right. It's a great example. You know, somebody has that in their mind and over time, there it is, it's created. Now, so that's great. Now, a lot then a lot of people don't know. And for my case, I didn't know. When I w- went to college, my parents, we have a lot of lawyers in our family and everybody said, you're going to be a lawyer because I can speak. You're going to be a lawyer. I took some of these pre-law things, political science. I hated them, Jason. Hated them. So I went to the, you know, you know, my bachelor's is from Penn State. I went to the guidance counselor there and she said, let me tell you something. Get out of here. It was like calling the suicide hotline and they said, kill yourself. The lady I got said, you know how many people want to go to school here? There's a big line to get in can't figure it out. I said, well, look at my credits. What would it add up to? She said, well, you could get a communications degree. So I walked out of there almost in tears. The lady was not nice. I'm not saying anything about all guidance counselors. There's a lot of good people in the field. I had a sour grape, but I got out of there saying, I'm staying and I'm going to figure it out. That's what happened to me in that meeting. So I did get a communications degree with no clue to what I would do with it. That's the truth. So this is another point to your young listeners or people that would like to try different kind of work. Do temp work. Do volunteer work. I did temp job at a financial services, a stock brokerage firm, and fell in love with it and made a whole career out of it. So don't don't diss temp work. It's all in your attitude going in. 
you go in to see the environment. What are the jobs like? You know, that's what you do in a temp job. Same with volunteer work, Jason. Right. You can learn a lot anyway. Right. And that's one of the things I want to touch on the base because, you know, when you get out of school, people have been telling you in school, oh, you could do whatever you want. You can just, you can conquer the world. When you get out there, like you just said, Roseanne, and I've been told, even with doing this podcast, you have the naysayers. You have people telling you that you can't do this. You can't do that. Don't even try. But thing is, I like, I don't want to cut those people out of my life because I keep those people in my life for one reason. Because when I succeed, I want to show them I succeeded. You know, like even when you went to college, you just said that, you know, they told you, oh, you can't go to the school and stuff. Yet you did. You proved them wrong. So if somebody's out there telling you that you can't do something, prove them wrong, throw it in their face kindly, but put it in their face and just say, hey, I did it. And here's the proof. Well, and I have to say, if you're not interested in hiring coaches for this kind of thing, well, we both know I'm a coach in these matters. If you're not in a position to hire or you just don't want to, I call what you need because you do need support, you guys. You need support. I call what you need a committed listener. This could be a friend of yours going after weight loss while you're job hunting. I don't care what you guys are working or gals are working on. You can have two very different kind of goals, but the idea is that you would meet on a regular basis, report in what you've been doing related to going after it. If you fell down, this is the biggest thing. And, and what it is, is you didn't do what you said you were gonna do related to the job search. Let's say we're talking about job search. You tell somebody, clear the air, get out from under the guilt. Guilt does not help us move our, our lives forward, forget it. So you have a committed listener. I didn't do what I said I was gonna do. And they say, okay, what are you committing to now? It's a, it's a action of begin again, begin again. If you're working with a good coach, that's what we're talking about. We're not condemning people. And if you get a committed listener, you should be loving and supportive with your committed listener. And I read a book, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but Atomic Habits. And they talk about the same thing, yeah. yes. where if if you do one action, someday you do the next action, next day you do the next one. It's called compounding actions. And what they're talking about is if you're going to plan on running a marathon, or I'm going to use marathon for example, you want to run a marathon, you're not just going to get out there the first day, run a marathon. You have to go out there the first day, put your shoe on, put your second shoe on the next day. Next day, go walk to the end of the driveway and back. And that goes the same thing with anything, changing careers or anything. The first thing you got to do is make up your mind. Second thing is figure out where you want to go. Third thing, for example, is filling out applications, maybe getting a coach, whatever you got to do. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing about all of that, the more people that support you and you support, you know, your network, don't underestimate your network, because as you're looking at different kind of work, either when you're starting out or middle age, where you're trying to change your work, for you to be able to tell people what you're looking for and do they have friends or family members 
in the places that are looking for what you're going after. Getting introduced in is so much better than going right to the human resources. So let me just plant that seed in your head. And that if you were being coached by someone like me, you'd be hearing all about that. You want to expand your network and get clear on who could help you, either in transitioning work or entry-level work, or even in, in retirement stuff. The more people you can tell what you're up to, the better off you are. And I'm not trying to overstep you and tell people that coaches aren't helpful because I know they are. But if you don't have a coach and you want to find out what the job is like, well, there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, yes. there's all these other different things where you can, even if you don't know the company, you could find even the competitor of that company, put that into the search and ask somebody there, hey, what is the job like? What are the pros? What are the cons? You could kind of carry that into that new company that you want to go to. So the, even if you don't have a coach, you can still do this yourself, or you can ask your coach, hey, give me a hand with this. What is it like? What are the pros? What are the cons? I don't know anything about this career. Can you help me? Well, an informational interview I already brought up. You can find people who will talk to you. When I worked, still worked in corporate before I started my own business, and I was in charge of recruiting for a financial services firm, I get called from kids coming out of school all the time that just wanted to hear how did I get there? What is it like? You know, and they could ask me really honest questions and I would tell them really honest answers. So I know you can get people, if they like their work, they will do informational interviews with you. But you have to not be shy and just put it out there that you would like to talk to them about their work. And if, if they do slam the door on you and say, we don't want to talk to you, well, guess what? They're not the only company that does that. There's probably five or six companies in your local area that have that same expertise that they will help you. If you get turned down by one coach, there's you know five other, six other coaches that will help you. Right. Like Roseanne won't turn you away. Go get her and she can give you a hand doing whatever you need to do, but don't give up. Yeah. Well, in, in my program, I usually want a person to work with me. You know, a lot of coaches want a year contract, all that stuff. And I understand why, and I appreciate that. But in my work, I look for three months, one quarter, whatever we're working on. Now, if it's job search, depends. It could be done earlier. Just because if they find a job in a month, we're not going to keep going, of course. But other things, let's talk about, you know, if they're doing real dream work with me, the different things we were talking about that I coach people on. I like three months every other week we meet because you'll have homework assignments. Spend three hours doing this in the next two weeks. Come back and tell me what you found out in that research or when you talk to so-and-so. And it builds on itself. It has momentum if you can do it over a couple months. But as I say, I don't require a year long thing. What happens is a lot of times a person will be enjoying it. And I wanted to, you know what I did wanna do? I wanted to go over the list of things people work on when we're talking about bringing more life into their work and you know, not just about job search, but they talk about physical, looking more healthy, losing weight, more exercise, that makes sense. Intellectual. A lot of people want to read more. They want to get off their stupid phone and they want to enrich themselves by taking courses or reading more, for example. Spiritual, 
Many people want more quiet time. They want to get into meditation, doing retreats, things like that. Uh, material. People want to buy a new car. They put it off for a really long time. Let's strategize. Let's do research. Let's figure out the money part of that. Um, psychological. Some people want to work on their emotional health. Let's do it. Let's find somebody that can help you with that or read books or whatever. Professional. Sometimes they want to get a promotion where they are. And I know a lot about that. So uh, that's that's another one. And also just taking courses and how to develop yourself professionally. Financial, oh, I have such a great story. Everybody wants to have more money saved and less debt. I have never met someone who didn't want to do something in the financial section of my program. And I had a gentleman who had several kids say, I'm sick to death of the debt. And during the year together, he did some things to increase his income. He had a, a side, he's one of the side hustles on the side. And then he started selling off things that he had in the garage. By the end of our year, he was debt-free. It's one of the best stories ever, because I know for most people, the debt is a deadly killer. Creative, people want to write books. They want to play an instrument. They want to do photography. I had a woman who was taking back an instrument she hadn't played in years. This came out of the coaching. You know, it was coming out of her own vision. She started in her cul-de-sac, a cul-de-sac, for those of you who don't know, it's houses side to side to side to side in an area. She was in Southern California in LA. And bottom line is she started having a group lunch once a month, or dinner, I think it was on an evening, a weekend evening, once a month where people brought instruments they hadn't played in a long time, dusted them off and brought it. It turned into a real thing. It turned into community. So that was the instrument. Uh, another one, adventure. People want to put more things on their bucket list to go and travel and do. Legacy. I want to raise my children well. A lot of people said, I want to be spending so much more time with my kids. I'm not doing the right things. And we worked on that. And then lastly, contribution. That's the volunteer work. So you can see a lot of people will start with me. They'll do the three months. They'll get into it. They'll see the results and they may want to do more. That's fine. But you're not obligated to more than three months. Okay, that's awesome. You know, a lot of those things can actually be, like I said before, they can be compounded. If you want to, you know, have a long time, do that, read out there. And then if you go read, have a long time, you could do all this stuff and learn when you read. And you could read about, say, promotions. So you're compounding all these things and you're doing that all at once. Right. So well, I like that idea of having different things to do at once. Well, I saw people do it with food, with their kids. Okay, back to people who have children. So they wanted to eat better, enough with the fast food. So they started having two times a week where they would sit as a family and have dinner. They added in, at my suggestion, food shopping, picking the recipes, and cooking as a family. So it was enriching the time as family, the food was better. So that was compounded. They were eating healthier and all those things. So I love that one too, Jason. You know, you touched on a big subject there because the past few weeks I've been doing, I just, before you, just after you, I 
talk to you. I talked to a, a school principal and we were talking about school diets. And that's what it gets to me is how terrible a lot of the kids and families are eating. A lot of it is processed food. So I do want to touch on that for a moment is if you can go to the store and actually buy ingredients, cook the food yourself, have your kids do it too. So they get in the habit of not just eating healthy, but cooking healthy and everything like that. You can improve your family's wellness just by that one step. Completely. Completely. So to bring those around you. I mean, you might even do it with friends. If you're not married, you could do some social things with it. So anyway, absolutely. I was thinking of something else like that. Oh, I know. One of my clients had a teenage daughter. And when we were going through the dream benefit together, she explained to her daughter what we were doing. Every time we had a session, she'd go home and share it with her daughter. And one of them was finances. I'll never forget this moment. The woman called me one day. It wasn't a coaching time. She just called me to talk. And she said, you will not believe what happened this weekend. We were out in the stores and my husband went to grab something to buy, you know, something that was fairly expensive. And the daughter said, dad, that's not on our financial goals. And this yeah. is a daughter who was happy to spend every dime her parents were making. So my my client said, Roseanne, this has made a difference on all of us. That's great. Okay. We talked a lot about this in this podcast of your dream benefit, quitting your job, moving on. So I'm going to give you a moment to talk about whatever you want to ramble on about whatever is the most important for you. If it's the dream benefit or if it's family, friends, I'm going to give you a moment to ramble on about whatever is important to you. Well, Jason, you can, might tell by my demeanor, I really have created a very happy life. I just, you know, I don't think everybody can say that for themselves at this point in, in their lives, but I really have. Um, I've done a lot of things in my life that were really out of my reach, as I saw, but really kind of forced myself initially to go after bigger goals. And then you do a couple of those and you start seeing it's not as scary as you thought. So maybe this is a good message for your listeners of any age. I remember being, I got invited because of a conference I was attending, not speaking at, to speak for at the United Nations in Beijing, China. 30,000 women were coming together to talk about the status of women. And I got invited because I was an American entrepreneur and the woman who was inviting me who was actually a professor up in Canada. Anyway, she was on the planning committee for the conference. She said, Roseanne, I just think as an American entrepreneur, you have a lot to share because a lot of third world women were there. So I got to do, I was so scared, Jason. Oh my God, to go out of the, I'd never been to somewhere like Beijing before, let alone feel like I had the right to have anything to say to a world audience like that. But that broke the ice and I got more opportunities and yes, afraid, yes, yes, afraid, but broke through the fear. So I guess that's a message I wanna leave with everyone. I think if I hadn't done, 
if I hadn't said yes to a lot of these opportunities, I would not feel nearly as happy with the life I've lived, to be honest with you, Jason. Okay, now if anybody wants to hire you, yes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, well, all of the above. And my name is spelled a little differently. It's Roseanne. My mother thought it was a good idea to give me the European spelling. So let me spell it for you. It's R-O-S-A-N-N-E. So that's the first thing. Middle, my maiden name, Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. The reason I keep that, I did not get married until I was in my 50s. Believe it or not, it's true. I had a whole other life before I met my soulmate, Mr. Archuleta. So it's Roseanne Roberts Archuleta. And that's a little different too. It's two T's. So it's A-R-C-H-U-L-E-T-T-A. You can Google me. You'll see me all over the place. That's one thing. So Roseanne Roberts Archuleta. You can look at my website, which is a www.thedreambenefit.com. That's one website. Email Roseanne spelled R-O-S-A-N-N-E at thedreambenefit.com. There it is again. The other thing is my husband and I write books and we're not talking about that today, but that's another part of my joy and happiness. You can look at our books on www.travelingnewmexico.com. They're about New Mexico and New Mexico's history. So you can find me all those places. My phone number is there. Please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about your needs. And we will be connecting with Roseanne in the next couple of weeks again. So we're going to be talking about New Mexico. And I got a few things I want to speak to her about, but I'm not going to bring it up yet because I want it to be a surprise to her. So <laughs> I do want, I do want to thank Roseanne so much for her time tonight. And I will be talking to you again in a few weeks. So to all my listeners in Roseanne, Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Jason, thank you so much for inviting me. And all the best to everyone on the call listening. All the best. I'm always looking for likes, shares, and reviews. Please give it a share and a review. Five stars really does help. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, refill both of our coffees. See you next week where we can listen once again. Please follow us on Saturday Java with Jason on Facebook and Instagram. And please follow me on Facebook at Jason Coffee Man.